Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs. With companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. 2020. Happy New Year's. Christmas is over and business is business. Welcome to 2020. I'm Barbara Walters. I mean, I'm Joel Cheeseman. Welcome to the Chad and Cheese podcast. I'm here with Chad, the man, Stowash. Oh, hello. Merry New Year, everybody. On this week's show, Monster gets out of a better thing. Click IQ shows us up, and we both go through the decade's top 10. Get ready for balls to drop. We'll be right back after we pay a few bills. Finally. Canvas is the world's first intelligent text-based interviewing platform empowering recruiters to engage, screen, and coordinate logistics via text. And so much more. We keep the human, that's you, at the center, while CanvasBot is at your side adding automation to your workflow. Canvas leverages the latest in machine learning technology and has powerful integrations that help you make the most of every minute of your day. Easily amplify your employment brand with your newest culture video or add some personality to the mix by firing off a Bitmoji. We make compliance easy and are laser focused on recruiter success. Request a demo at gocanvas.io and in 20 minutes, we'll show you how to text, at the speed of talent. That's gocanvas.io. Get ready to text at the speed of talent. So I feel after reading the intro, I'm either really out of practice or I'm still drunk from the holidays. I can't figure out which one. Probably a little bit of both. We'll go with that. We'll go with that. So apparently, yeah. uh, shout outs come next, if I remember correctly. That would be correct. Shout outs. <laughs> the holiday card idea that, that we had um, yep. actually went off pretty well. I mean, I have received, not going to go through all of them for God's sakes, but emails, messages, Facebook messages, just a ton of people laughing and sending pictures of them holding the card it up on their door or something like that. But they, uh, they enjoyed the Chad and Cheesemus card. It, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we had a good time with it and, and I will have a mini rant here for a second. <laughs> if, if two meatheads with no budget can come up with something fairly creative, then shame on the companies that actually have marketing departments <laughs> and simply sent out 
a basically a template email with you know a shining star or a dancing <laughs> reindeer or whatever saying you know happy holidays blah 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 because that's just straight up lazy people yes that is totally lazy and not to mention as we talk about engagement i wish we had all of the addresses for all of our listeners that would be a shit ton of cards we probably couldn't afford it but still we could get some out to, to touch all of those people, but we only got uh, the bad touch on about a hundred of them. So there was a lot of bad touching going on this year. Yeah. Maybe next year we'll set up a landing page, say, give us your, yeah. your mailing address and you'll, you'll be sure to get a, a Christmas oh, card from hell us. Oh yeah, man. I mean, that was, Excuse that was me, fun. a card. I don't want to offend anybody. Nah, call it what you want. Yeah. We're all, we're all ho, ho, ho's as far as I'm That's concerned. That's right. And that leads me to my first shout out again to Kelly Robinson, because he gave us the gift that keeps on giving. And I'm not saying the clock, people. I'm saying he gave us the 12 Days of Christmas Whiskeys of the World, which is an interactive calendar. And how do you interact with this calendar, Joel? You drink, I think. Yes, you drink the calendar. <laughs> There's a box and has 12 different whiskeys, bourbons and scotches, all that stuff, 12 different whiskeys. Mm -hmm. And every day you pop out a new one. There's this really cool card that tells you what the whiskey is and, uh, and yeah. has this really awesome uh, tasting glass and you enjoy that whiskey of the day. And that, my friend, was, again, we talk about- Going above and beyond. Marketing, right? Cutting through the clutter. Yeah, I feel like an idiot. We did a stupid fucking card. People loved it, but still, <laughs> this- this is the shit. Good job, Kelly. We don't have the budget for alcohol for everybody <laughs> as much as we would love to do that. Yeah, Kelly, that shit is dope. Uh, everyone else, take note. We love liquor. So, That's good stuff. Uh, we also love hot cocoa uh, because Maya, my first shout out, uh, sent me a mug of a uh, mug of hot chocolate with a mug and uh, some chocolates, I think, which yeah. was which was nice. You got the same thing, I assume. Yeah, I got the same thing. I I was one. I thought it was possibly I might not have gotten the bourbon that was supposed to be with it. <laughs> I mean, because that that is is totally on brand for Maya. But you have to know mm -hmm. who you're trying to engage, people. So yeah, it was definitely. I love Lacey, Vanita, and Al sent us a card it was it was handwritten that is special it's even more special when you have some bourbon in it flavor profile was what i was thinking of in my last uh, little shout out yes if it was on brand it would have had coffee and a little bitty jameson for some irish coffee uh to go with the holidays mm -hmm. nevertheless i did milk my new year's hangover with a nice cup of joe in my maya coffee yeah mug, so Muchos gracias, Maya. Just finished my first pot of coffee <laughs> in that in that Maya cup. It's a pretty big fucking cup. Speaking of Irishmen, uh, shout out to Adam Chambers, our favorite, uh, I don't know, globe globe trotting Irishman who's currently in Mexico. Mm -hmm. Fire uh, firing squad alumni. Uh, he was very nice. Sent me a nice note for uh, the holidays and, and much appreciation for the, the love we gave him on the show. So Adam, wherever you are, man, shout out to you, buddy. That's right. Aptly chat all over the place a uh, big thanks to roy and janae from smart recruiters for the cards again handwritten picture 
chocolate bars. I didn't see any bourbon in this one either. Again, I I, mm. I I appreciate all of the time you guys are taking, but just take a little bit more time and a little bit more money and send bourbon with that and it'll be perfect. Yeah, and thanks for forgetting me, smart recruiters. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, shout out to a company called Divi. Uh, I got hit up in, uh, in LinkedIn. Divi is offering $100 if you'll just demo their product, which I did not do. But if you're going to get your product in front of people, offering them $100 is a decent way to do that. Divi, this shout out's for you. They pay you to go through their demo. Correct. So instead of paying for leads, they just say, screw it. We'll give you a hundred bucks if you do a demo with us. Yeah. I don't even want to get into that. Uh, Big (laughs) shout out to our peeps over at Evergreen Podcast. They got us into the inside radio.com bulletin or whatever it was is chad and cheese right. along with jim jim stroud and the talent yeah. cast yeah we're uh we're, we're doing some big things in the podcast world and 2020 is when it's going to get better i think we've said it once before but we'll say it again look for the recruiting future podcast that's right matt alder and all the studliness of uh of his interviews coming to evergreen and the podcast network that man is so sexy sexy by the way if you're in cleveland uh china will make will be making a jaunt up your way uh early next week for who knows what the hell uh we're gonna meet up with evergreen and talk strategery and other stuff but uh i'm i'm assuming little jaunts around town will be uh will be had and we will probably be breaking some laws in the process it's a standard i think so yes Shout out to Go Figure, Steven Rothberg. He shared the story with us. Uh, the story was uh, a U.S. government study confirms most face recognition systems are racist and asks, how does 10 guy or how does this affect 10 guy? And uh, overall, mm-hmm. I can't tell you 100 percent. I have the, the answer to this uh, other than 10 guy in its current form doesn't record video or analyze the actual voice itself. It just wants to be able to recognize a face so that it can zone in on you and have a conversation, eye-to-eye contact like you normally would. But that being said, I think we should actually get Elon and Charlotte on a pod to talk about this subject specifically. Not not as much around 10 Guy, but around this subject. And do they see uh, this actually happening possibly for 10 Guy in the future? Facial recognition. And it should be done in downtown Stockholm if we're going to do That's it. Uh, also to Rothberg, congratulations. His Minnesota Gophers uh, defeated the Auburn Tigers for, uh, I don't know, their first 10 plus nice. win season since 1905 yeah. or some shit. And and Rothberg, Rothberg is getting pretty big for his britches. He's talking trash about Wisconsin and Ohio State. And, I, you know, <laughs> it's, it's the Gophers, dude. Relax, <laughs> relax. It's not going to be a trend. Uh, you take it when you can get it, my friend. Take it when you can get it. And just think, if you would have won against the Badgers, then you would have been able to play Ohio State, watch them get their ass beat. So just be happy that you didn't have to go through that. Good point. Good point. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Alex Murphy and Jason Roberts. Uh, Alex Murphy for Firing Squad. Jason Roberts. Uh, those were published sometime during Christmas break. If you haven't listened to those, I encourage you to do so. They were great interviews. Good stuff. Not to mention we did our naughty and nice on stage uh, with Bill Borman. And that was mm-hmm. a fun time as well. Doesn't get naughtier than Bill Borman. <laughs> it does not. 
And uh, don't forget James Butcher. Am I pronouncing that Butcher. right? I never get that right. It's, uh, Butcher. It's, it's Canadian, so uh, I can be excused for that. So my last shout out yes. goes to drones. I don't know if you caught this or not, but uh, Times Square, uh-huh. New Year's Eve, was partly patrolled by a bunch of drones. So we talk a lot about drones and automation and robots on the show god help us drones are policing times square on new year's eve they're not yeah they're not actually policing times square it's not like i said patrolling is there a difference uh it's just like having cameras see like cctv it's just that they're they're all over the place it's just providing additional data points for the actual human beings that are actually policing the streets yeah, I didn't mean to uh, suggest that it was RoboCop style drones were arresting people, but they are helping uh, police <laughs> police folks that are acting like idiots on New Year's Eve. Just want to make sure we made that clear to the listeners. Ready for the news? Let's do it. So Click IQ has a few items that we need to cover. What would you like yeah. to talk about first? Well, the, the cool thing about this is that we give uh, plenty of companies a hard time. We could even say we fuck with companies a lot. Um, it's done out of love. Yeah, especially, and we do provide love where we see that necessary as well. And many of those companies try to ignore because they think that what we're saying is just going to go away and it just continues to come back. Click IQ and, and Richard over there, Richard Collins said, you know what? Mm-hmm. His parent company now is Indeed, who they always uh, they always try to ignore. They don't, and we know, and, and we know they don't ignore because we, we hear <laughs> shit that they actually say, which is awesome. But anyway, uh, when it comes to Richard, Richard's like, "No, fuck this, dude. I'm going to call those guys, and we're going to talk all their points through." And from my standpoint, I have to give Richard big fucking applause, and any company. Any company that if they want to provide opposing viewpoints to some of the things that we're saying about maybe some of their strategies or their tactics or what have you have the actual chutzpah to say something, to, to actually come back and have a discussion and a conversation. Because when you are not a part of the conversation, guess what? We dictate what the fucking conversation is. Yeah, and it, and not only just their point of view, but also corrections, as, yes. as was the case with with these guys. So let's talk about some of the points that uh, that Richard actually uh, he he hit us up with, and then we have some some other sure. data after that too. Number one, Click IQ is not hiding data from users. One of the things that we actually were provided with were screenshots from actual. Um, uh, talent acquisition professionals that, that were using platform. And what we were told was that was probably an earlier beta model. The, the yep. dashboard before only showed, and this is why we thought it was an issue, it only showed, or the screenshot that we saw only showed Glassdoor and Indeed, and it forced you to go to another tab to actually see more data. So that's where Joel had actually said, uh, okay, so this is almost like a Google trick where Google was hiding data in Google Analytics at one time. It looks like they're hiding data. In this case, Richard showed us that they're not hiding data. They do have kind of like a do-it-yourself 
dashboard where you can create your own dashboards and reports, which mm-hmm. was pretty cool. And what, what wasn't the list algorithmic based on like the amount of traffic that each one delivered? It was, you know, your your highest. So if indeed was your highest, it was definitely going to yeah. be on there, but it didn't necessarily have. Uh, so it was showing us some different reports where it, it wasn't. It, we talked to him after our chat and cheese holiday party. So uh, some of the events are a little blurry for me. But yeah, I remember <laughs> I remember it being much fairer than uh, than we had discussed initially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the number two uh, item was that Click IQ is not an Indeed buying house uh, because it just doesn't make strategic sense. Uh, if you think of it from more of a strategic standpoint as opposed to the tactical for Indeed, yes, Indeed would love to have somebody else out there programmatically selling their their wares and boosting their specific revenue goals. Although, if you think of it from a strategic standpoint, with Click IQ, they're making money off their competitors. So that makes no sense whatsoever. Why piss off their competitors because they're fucking making money off their backs right now makes no sense, right? <laughs> yeah, competitor money is fun money for sure. <laughs> and and that's not those aren't Richard's words. That was me uh, just going ahead and, and translating what we heard. Last but not least, number three, Nuvu. Mm-hmm. It's pretty soon to become talent.com. And ZipRecruiter are still engaged. What engaged means, I'm not 100% sure yet. Although at least the feeling that we got out of it was that the money is too good to pass up. So the reason why companies like the ZipRecruiters or the Nuvus or, mm-hmm. or anybody are a part of these platforms is because it's a, it's another it's another way for them, like an agency, sure. to get out, get penetration, and make more money. So overall, the money is too good, mm-hmm. and there's no way in hell they're going to turn down that check. That was kind of like the feeling that I got. What about you? Money talks and bullshit walks for sure. Yeah. Although we are we are we are seeing or hearing about cracks in the pavement, if you will, um, <laughs> at least regarding uh, ZipRecruiter. And I've, a- I've actually reached out to ZipRecruiter for some clarification on this. Yeah. Uh, their PR guy is on vacation. So yeah. as soon as we hear, we'll let you know. But uh, at least this source tells us that ZipRecruiter may not be playing in Click IQ sandbox for much longer. Yes. And uh, I've also reached out to several and I've gotten the thanks, but no thanks kind of response back. Kind of like, yeah, yeah. you know, we're, we're just not going to talk about that. You know, companies like ZipRecruiter and Nuvu, all those other companies, they, they're going to have problems with integrating with ClickIQ, knowing that Indeed will have access to their client data. I mean, mm-hmm. imagine Indeed reps rolling into a presentation with competitor data. Right. I mean, specific competitor data. Um, Now, I know that as as Richard said, this does not make sense with their long term strategy, because in this model, competitors doing well actually make money for Click IQ and overall Indeed. Yeah. Although we all know how that works in real life, the optics versus what is reality and what's actually really happening. So I think what we're feeling is most of these competitors saying, no, fuck that, man. I am not giving my client data to click IQ slash Indeed, right? That's how they see it. I'm not giving it to Indeed. Sure. And so I think, you know, there's going to be a lot of work for Richard and team over at ClickIQ to be able to separate themselves from Indeed. And, you know, word to the to the wise, you know, when you when you acquire these companies, uh, and they rely on competitors to fund them and make them successful. Like you're right. going to hit, you're going to hit some speed bumps. You know, the company you bought 
might not be as valuable if you know big competitors jump ship because they don't want to share data or they, they feel threatened or don't want to share money with uh, with the acquirer. It's also word to the wise to employers to know that you know when big companies or competitors start buying these services that you know it's not it's not necessarily going to be the same service a year from now that you had today and be a smart consumer. And make sure that you're aware of you know who's buying who and what's going on and and hopefully those listeners out there who tune into us don't have that issue but uh, certain ones do and it's a definite word to the wise that um, you know things change in this industry when things get acquired yeah yeah and and we received uh, and this is a, a quote from somebody in talent acquisition so this isn't a vendor um, mm-hmm. is quote they they're pitching that's click IQ is pitching as completely unbiased which we all know is bullshit now again <laughs> that we're not just talking about you know the 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 new views or the zip recruiters or what have you who actually feed mm-hmm. and and help Click IQ and indeed make money, but we're talking about the people at the end of this pot of fucking gold who yep. supply the money. So, you know, overall, this is a huge optics problem. The biggest question is how do you separate yourself? Because they have been this industry's biggest and best Trojan horse. How the fuck mm-hmm. do you get away from perspectively being the new quote unquote indeed Trojan horse? That's the hard part. Just don't be acquired. <laughs> well, I'm talking about Click IQ now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think you can. Like, and, and even if you can, I don't know if anyone would believe it. Luckily, Richard's new car probably has him sleeping better at night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He mentioned his Aston Martin a few times, so uh, yeah, that will cushion any blow for and sure. And again, I really appreciate the transparency that Richard provided, having this discussion and going back and forth. I truly believe that they're trying to do everything they possibly can to be quote unquote unbiased. The hardest part is the optics piece uh, and being, you know, attached to somebody who's, who's known as the industry's biggest Trojan horse. Sure. Um, Everything that he showed us was spot on. It would look, pretty fucking magical to be quite frank um so yeah big big props to him and uh thanks for adding clarity around those those different areas thanks richard we appreciate it monster in the news it's been a while since we've talked about them yeah there's a reason for that they're shutting down a better thing.com or something so (laughs) this one really blows my mind because this type of app looks like the exact avenue monster and all the rest of the industry should be heading down. Mm -hmm. There's no uploading of resumes. Um, This is for truckers. So you scan your CDL. You actually Mm -hmm. scan your CDL, the barcode for your CDL. Uh, Jobs are delivered via the mobile app. You click and schedule an interview straight from the app. Messaging allows the drivers to to get questions, answers. There's no applications, no service, uh, no searching. So what the fuck happened here? This seems like what Monster needed to be able to to really not just in trucking, but to be able to start to use this for trucking and then bridge it into something bigger into different industries like nursing or what have you. And, and by the way, I hear trucking's huge and really profitable. So, yeah, I don't understand. Getting out of that was a mystery. But I think it goes back to all of the, you know, the reorg up top, the layoffs that happened. I mean, they're just cutting what they believe is fat. That's the only that's the only reason I can find for them to start shutting things down. Yeah, but this sounds like an actual product that they created, right? 
its own URL, right? Betterthing.com. Yeah, and it's their product. It's an app that was created and it's not somebody else's tech. I don't believe it's somebody else's tech, much like, you know, the the video, the Monster Studios platform, which they were trying to push heavily. I mean, again, I, I think from a strategic standpoint, from a vision standpoint, yeah. uh, I think Scott Guts is an incredibly nice guy. The guy also has done amazing things in the travel industry. Uh, I'm just not sure. I think it's kind of like he was airlifted into the Titanic after it hit the fucking iceberg. Yeah. Our our source said this was shutting down on December 31st, I think. Yeah. Yeah. The, the site's still up. Yeah. I think it was it was paused. Okay. okay. So, yeah, that was what the – it was paused on December 31st. Definitely reach out to, to Scott and team. Uh, I mean, there, there are actually a handful of my contacts that were on the product side um, that mm-hmm. aren't there anymore, product and sales side that aren't there anymore. So yeah, they've been scaling down. The big question is, what's Ronstad going to do with this, this smelly fucking egg? <laughs> well, that sounds like something for our prediction show that's coming up soon. <laughs> Let's get a quick word from JobAdX and uh, we'll go through our top tens for the decade. Ooh, that sounds exciting. Not a bad egg, that JobAdX. So how's the hiring going? Find those purple squirrels? With applicant after applicant, it feels like I'm just getting further from hiring the right candidate. I've got tons of applications, but none of these candidates are even close to being the right fit. Volume is great and all, but my small team doesn't have the time to sift through hundreds of mismatched applications. I want more relevant candidates, not just more candidates. Well, get this. Job Addicts has been helping small to medium businesses get their job ads in front of targeted active job seekers. By matching your jobs to a candidate based on their search behavior across a vast network of niche job sites and talent networks. And the best part, it's self-serve. No sales reps, no chatbots, no spend minimums. Just fill a form with your name, number of jobs, and a budget you're working with, and voila! Your ads are now shown over a growing network of 150 job sites. Better yet, those company videos that showcase the value of being part of a small team can have a new home now within your ads, helping you stand out and share your vision proactively. Wait, what was that? Oh, I just signed up for self-serve with Job Addicts. What were you talking about? <laughs> that fast, huh? Jumpstart your targeted recruitment with Job Addicts today. Visit jobadx.com and click that Get Started Risk-Free button. It's jobadx.com. Jobadx. Engage. Attract. Employ. Yes, we're falling into that top 10 list uh, epidemic that happens every time this year. So much fun. Yes, it is a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. But this one, this one isn't about 2019, though. We're starting an entirely new decade. So we actually spent a little time to be able to break down. We want to break down, at least from our stupid male brains, the decade. Yeah, I came to you and said, let's do like nine for 2019 and nine things that made the year. And you said, fuck that, dude. Ten, the whole decade. (laughs) Let's do it all. I said, ah, shit, I actually have to think about this. 10 for 10. Yeah, we each, we each went in our corner and uh, figured out 10 things that sort of defined the decade. 
Uh, we're both coming at it from a little bit different angles, but hopefully both will serve as entertaining to our listeners. <laughs> so as uh, the oldest should go first, um, I'll oh. let you start things off. That's that's nice. Yeah, Joel's going to be more focused on the industry specifically. Mine's going to be more broad-based. Number one, job growth. In 2010, we started to finally feel positive job growth. After t- 2008 and the immense hit on our economy, we started to see the actual job growth we're still experiencing today. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons why why I wanted to talk about this is because economies don't turn on a dime. Yes, Trump can tweet and it can affect the stock in, in the short term, but the decisions made 10 years ago is what drives our, our economy. So the decisions we're making today, that's what's so important because that will impact our economy, not just not in the next five minutes but Mm -hmm. in the next 10 years. So going back all the way to 2010, that's when we started to experience coming out of that hell of a hole that we were in and started to actually see job growth. Isn't it amazing to you that there are generations of workers now who don't even know a time of like job growth? Yeah. All right. So my number, uh, my first first thing, and, and we'll go to 2010, Monster buys hot jobs. Uh, speaking of generations, there's a whole generation that doesn't even know what hot jobs is. But <laughs> if you took a transport back to 2010, uh, hot jobs was pretty well known as the number three player um, in the industry. They were one of the first Super Bowl ads. They were a big brand. They were uh, acquired by uh, Yahoo. And in 2010, Monster coming in and buying uh, hot jobs for, I think, around $225 million dollars. Uh, which is really peanuts when we think about what, you know, Indeed went for a few uh, years later, which I'll also get to in my list. Um, they also got as part of the deal monster. They were the uh, exclusive jobs provider, I think, for three years uh, after the acquisition deal. But to me, this sort of set the table for what would become, you know, the the awareness that jobs were a commodity the value of them was sort of limited. Um, Obviously, Yahoo. Yahoo was kind of fire selling some stuff at the time. Uh, Carol Bartz was in charge and she was selling off a lot of assets. But, you know, this sort of started, you know, the ball rolling to me uh, and was worth noting that, um, you know, this started the, the decline of job boards, the value of job boards, um, and what we what would become valuable um, as we sort of journeyed through the ten years from 2010 to 2019. Yeah, really hated to see a brand like Hot Jobs go the way that it did because it was there. It was the the chief competitor of Monster when we launched. Uh, you know, in January of 99, when, you know, OCC and the monster board came together, hot jobs was really our prime, prime competitor. So to be able to see, Mm -hmm. you know, see them go down, uh, that's, uh, again, it's one of those things that happens. Career Builder took their place. There's always somebody to take their place. But uh, yeah, it's uh, not something I I really wanted to see happen. Yeah. And most people thought hot jobs would really almost leapfrog monster and career builder once the Yahoo deal happened. But that did Mm -hmm. not that did not uh, unfold as people thought at the time. Number two, uh, more broad based number two is streaming services exploding as we as we see technology get faster. Uh, and obviously video is huge on the web. We start to get these devices that allow us to stream. So I, I remember 
and you probably do too, back when we were, we were a kid and home box office was announced. You know, that was a huge revolutionary step at the time, uh-huh. right? We're talking about HBO, correct? For those, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just make sure the kids make sure the kids keep up with what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So HBO showed what kind of high quality programming could be developed, and then Netflix just blew it out of the water with shows like House of Cards. Now, in in moving forward, and what we we saw launch in 2019, but I believe is going to be the new big. Uh, level changer is Disney Plus. Uh, I think they're going to take content to an entirely different level in changing the program dollar, the programming dollar aspect uh, into a much larger mer- merchandising and, and traditional box office sales play. Um, but we saw that start to happen in the last yep. decade. So us being able to transition uh, and transform an entire industry happened. And I think, at least in my eyes, in the last 10 years. Do you remember the Quickster debacle? No. <laughs> so Netflix uh, initially started a site called Quickster uh-huh. that, that was going to be its streaming service. So they were going to have the mail-in CDs yeah. as Netflix, and yep. then they were launching Quickster as their streaming service. Yep. Uh, Wall Street hated it. Customers hated it. The world hated it. And they actually didn't even own the Twitter handle, Quickster. So the (laughs) the idiot who owned that thought he was going to get rich. But they ended up going back uh, to just Netflix and killing the Quickster brand, which was not very old. Um, And Netflix just evolved into a streaming service. Although I do think you can still get CDs by the mail uh, through Netflix. I haven't done that in like a decade. but. Uh, the Quickster debacle was kind of a, a fun side note there to the the Netflix story <laughs> that I thought I'd I'd bring out for everybody. That's awesome. So my number two uh, on the heels of Monster buying Hot Jobs in 2012, Recruit Holdings, a little known Japanese company to most Americans, um, acquired Indeed.com. Uh, the amount was never disclosed, although the the rumor, the whisper number, uh, was around one and a half billion dollars. Mm-hmm which makes a lot of sense. Um, allegedly, they were also looking at Monster at the time, but really liked Indeed's business a whole lot right. better. Um, I think Recruit had some great foresight in coming out of the recession and saying, hey, you know, what is going to be the future? What's, you know, what should we buy now to, to get a leap on uh, where the world is going? And Indeed's sort of nicely scaled model, you know, plug it in in any, any country pretty much in the world. Uh, played a lot to their strengths. So to me, like that was a changing of the guard, uh, moving away from traditional job boards to more sort of um, search engine based uh, scraping uh, technology for for postings and jobs. Um, obviously, Indeed had a huge leg up on SEO right. at the time. Um, it was getting a lot of their traffic for free. So uh, Recruit Holdings making that move in 2012 definitely makes uh, one of my top 10 stories or, or uh, things that happened in the last decade, for sure. Yeah, too easy, too easy. Um, my number three, in June of 2015, the Supreme Court of the United States makes same-sex marriage legal. This from our standpoint in the actual office in the workplace as employees, we start to see equity. That's a big key, actually allowing people to come to work as themselves. And from yeah. my standpoint, you know, to be able to to understand as, you know, all these technologies that we talk about all the time, none of that matters if we're not treating the people 
the way they they should be able to be treated. The, the being able to allow them to come to work as them, their whole selves. And this in June of 2015 was a, a big, big decision, which uh, which again was only by one vote. We're at an age where we've we've sort of come full circle with sort of this issue. And I think if you had asked both of us, you know, at 15 years old and let's say the mid 80s, would we at would we be at a place today, you know, when we looked forward back then? And I don't think I could have imagined the world progressing at such a pace as it yeah. has. I'm sure for those that that live with, uh, you know, live with this reality, it hasn't happened soon enough. Right. Um, I mean, I can remember the AIDS epidemic, and I'm sure you you do as well. You know, Reagan wouldn't even say the word AIDS or HIV on television. Right. Um, so, you know, I think th- this is noteworthy for the simple fact that, good God, as human beings, we're not so awful all the time. Uh, we can evolve. We can be understanding. We can be transparent. We can talk to one another. We can cross borders. Um, so yeah, I, I applaud, I applaud you for bringing this one up because it is super important. And at our age, we've seen such a progression, uh, and evolution of this issue that it's, um, it's really heartwarming. And the fact that we even have an openly homosexual candidate for president, um, who's doing very, very well, um, just shows like, geez, maybe, you know, we're not so bad as humans. Yeah. And a quick connection. It was interesting because uh, Joe Biden on Meet the Press in 2012, I think it was, uh, he actually said, you know, you should be able to love who you love. And that's really what kicked this all off because the next step was, okay, now we have to go to the administration. We have to go to the president of the United States, press him on this. And that's mm-hmm. when, I mean, there, there were things that were happening before that, but that's when the dominoes really started to fall. And uh, that, that's interesting because yes, we do have Pete Buttigieg on the stage along with uh, Joe Biden, who was the VP at the time. Uh, so number three for me, uh, I have written down here, social media meltdown. Um, so I'm <laughs> going to go back in time a little bit. Facebook comes out is huge. Twitter comes out, LinkedIn, um, and they all open their platforms, right? They all have APIs. And at the time, I don't think anyone who built on these platforms thought, oh, it could go away. Um, right. So we had a, a, a tremendous advent of companies. I wrote some down, Branch Out, who I'm sure you remember, oh, yeah. uh, but many of our listeners won't, raised a ton of money, uh, was built on the back of Facebook uh, everyone who was around at the time remembers spam galore uh, with job postings and people, you know, just it, it just got really crazy. Uh, Monster jumped into it with Be Known. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a branch out competitor. Right. I remember so many uh, Twitter applications and, and companies uh, tweet my job, tweet a job, jobs on Twitter. I mean, it was like just craziness. Um, and even even LinkedIn uh, was a very open platform for a while. I remember sites like CubeDuel where you know people could pull employer data, pull your coworkers' data. Um, so all these companies were built on social media platforms. And at a flip of a switch a lot of these companies just went out of business. And that was a real eye-opener from right. a development standpoint, but also a business standpoint in terms of how should we build things going forward. And fortunately, things like the you know mobile infrastructure with app stores uh, haven't been the same kind of uh, you know API surprise 
or uh, platform surprise that some of these companies have. But a lot of companies came out in the mid to in the mid two uh, thousands or sorry mid uh, mid decade, if you will. Uh, you know, talking about leveraging social media. And a lot of those companies, you know, went down in flames because they were beholden to Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn. Yeah. And we haven't seen such innovation since because of that. I remember having a conversation with Gary Zukowski, who was really the one man band at Tweet My Jobs to an extent. CEO, founder, uh, yep. chief bottle washer. And I was a VP who handled our partnerships and really the, the, the tech side of partnerships for direct employers. And my question to him was, your entire business is predicated on, tweet, or on Twitter. What happens if they shut you down? He said, I'm screwed. And, and that is, I mean, seriously, understanding that, right. And understanding that your, your horizon is probably shorter than what you really think it is. So get a great product in out there and then sell that fucking thing. And that's what he, he ended up doing to career arc. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's the thing for any of those startups out there. If you're building off of somebody else, yeah. um, you have to understand that you, th- there's a lot of risk. Number four. Number four, marijuana legalization. Uh, marijuana is legal in 11 states for adults over the age of 21 and legal medical use in 33 states. Don't forget our friends in Canada. Legal marijuana sales began in Illinois just yesterday. So the 1st of January. And from our standpoint, as we start to, to better understand um, the effects first and foremost, which I think that's one of the reasons why we are uh, legalizing from medical and also from a recreational use. So we're starting to we're starting to loosen those regulations, not to mention the tax base off. That's going to be pretty high and the amount of jobs that can be created out of this. So, I mean, this is this is a boon for for jobs, for tax base and overall, you know, for for countries who do embrace something like this. Sure. And don't forget the opportunity for a whole new batch of job boards to come out. And as we look at, you know, job sites and platforms that we've talked about on the show, you know, I think we both agree that starting a job board in Toledo today is a bad idea. Right. Uh, Starting a job board for pot jobs, um, as well as I guess we we agree healthcare and sales might be a good idea. Not so bad. This is going to be a whole Wild West shit in the next 10 years that'll be really fun to talk about and report on. And, uh, you know, if a Democrat gets in the White House, it could happen really fast. Yes, it could. My number four, Mm -hmm. uh, Monster and Career Builder selling this past decade. Um, I think that if you had asked us in the first decade of the 2000s, you know, what kind of valuation, what kind of price tag, uh, I'll I'll say pre-2008, how about that? The price tag that these sites would have gotten um, 10 years hence would be north of the billion dollar mark, um, if not the four to five billion dollar mark. And they both sold for pennies on the dollar at around five to six hundred million uh, from reports that came out. Um, this was sort of the the death knell of these sites. Um, and although Career Builder seems to be house money at this point, um, they've sold some assets. Uh, Monster, you know, they gave it a go for a year or two, mm-hmm. um, have, and have really since cut back. You, you ask almost weekly, what is Randstad going to do with these guys? And I'm not yeah. sure they know, but this, the, the acquisition of these companies was definitely, uh, newsworthy in the last 10 years that I, that I should bring it up in, uh, this top 10 list. 
Yeah, I, I think both of these organizations are a tale of what happens uh, when you're blockbuster, right? And you don't understand that you can become a Netflix, right? You don't. You feel like what you're doing is is always going to be a part of the human routine. It's also really interesting to think about, you know, companies that have sort of trended upward over the last 10 years, the LinkedIn's, um, the Indeed's, and and not help but think either CareerBuilder or Monster could have been either one of those businesses, right? Number five. So number five, my number five is that uh, in the last decade, at least from my standpoint, there's been a bright light shown on um, pay inequity. So as workers, we mm-hmm. feel like we're getting the shaft in many occasions, but we don't have any recourse. We, in many cases, don't even know if we are because there's no transparency in organizations, but we have no re- recourse. I mean, with, with the death of unions, who's going to fight for the actual worker to, to actually attain pay equity? Mm-hmm. Uh, in the last decade, I believe we've heard a message of pay and equity louder than ever before, at least it's one of the things that being a, a dumb white guy, right? Um, maybe now I'm just starting to listen. Maybe just in the last 10 years, I just started to hear this. But nonetheless, uh, we know pay inequity is real with mm-hmm. white women making 79 cents on the dollar, black women making 67 cents on the dollar, Hispanic women making 58 cents on the dollar compared to white men the gender gap also exists where black men are making you know more than obviously black women and hispanic men are making more than hispanic women but from our standpoint just last month in december we reported on starbucks eradicating pay inequity altogether with nearly 300,000 employees. They are almost like the shining star on the hill with a cup of coffee. (laughs) So, you know, it's, it's my hope. And and I know there still has, has to be a a lot of noise, uh, a a ton of allyship uh, that needs to go behind this. And, and I know that this year, next year, this decade, Mm -hmm. we will continue to push this hard because I know for a fact my wife works harder than I do <laughs> in doing the same job. If we were doing the same job in the same position, there's no way in hell she shouldn't be paid the same amount that I am. Your wife quite possibly works harder than the both of us, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I think on this issue point. with the, the rise of the gig economy, um, and we both agree that that that's going to continue to trend upward. Uh, all the studies out there point to that. How does the gig economy support or push back gender equality and pay equality issues. And I think that's something to watch um, in the next decade, how that all how that all unfolds. We're seeing California with legislation. We'll uh-huh. undoubtedly see other uh, other states with legislation around the gig economy and, and how that impacts all colors and sexes of people. And as talent acquisition leaders who are out there, it is your job to press for this period. There's no other way or any other person or any excuse that hides you from the fact this needs to happen. It happens in steps. It can't all happen at once. Like, you know, Starbucks, obviously that didn't happen overnight, but this is something that that needs to happen. And it will take your leadership, not just leadership from the standpoint of pay equity, but I don't think that we will see companies making these types of moves without more women in leadership 
positions. No pressure. My number five is mobile, mobile, mobile. Uh, there's no doubt that the growth of mobile devices, particularly smartphones, uh, has had a tremendous impact on employment and searching for jobs and messaging and communication, et cetera, et cetera. Um, if you look back at 2010, um, when we when we were talking about mobile traffic, when we were talking about mobile applies, you know, for most job sites and ATSs, you know, we were in single digits, uh, maybe within uh, 15% or so with, with high, uh, you know, active professions like healthcare or trucking where people are on the road. Uh, fast forward to today and mobile has the lion's share of both traffic and applications. We're seeing businesses pop up and technologies to help support mobile applications. We just talked to, uh, you know, on Firing Squad, Alex Murphy and his company trying to solve a little bit of the mobile apply problem. But there's no doubt uh, with everyone pretty much having a smartphone, particularly in North America, uh, Europe and developed countries, that mobile has been a huge impact on job seeking. And I think it goes back to its roots of, you know, people don't want to search at work because they'll get caught. They don't want, you know, they want to do something that they think is, is private from their boss. They want to do it on their time. They want to do it, you know, while they're watching TV or at lunch and the mobile devices have supported that, uh, sort of that desire and will continue to do so whether in the future it's, uh, watches or glasses or VR or whatever mobile will continue to be a big part of employment. Uh, in 2010 to th 2019, we really saw that, uh, you know, come to fruition. More of that to come. <laughs> I think so. Uh, and speaking of badass technologies for the future, uh, let's hear a word from sovereign and we'll both get to our last five. Sovereign Parser is the most accurate resume and job order intake technology in the industry. The more accurate your data, the better decisions you can make. Find out more about our suite of products today by visiting Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V-R-E-N.com. We provide technology that thinks, communicates, and collaborates like a human. Sovereign. Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner. Number six. Number six. Okay, so my last five, because my first five are really pretty heavy. <laughs> my last five are going to be fairly light and they're all going to be movie oriented and a little quicker. So my number six was Ford versus Ferrari. Okay. It's one of those tales, you know, from a historical standpoint, you just don't get the insights into uh -huh. uh, and to be able to see something like that on on the big screen matt damon christian bale i mean it was it was a it was an amazing movie that i will probably see a dozen times and i have yet to see it but you have inspired me to do so many times by asking me dude have you seen ford versus ferrari yet dude have you seen ford versus ferrari yet dude have you seen ford versus so i will definitely see it even if it's by the time it comes out for rent uh, on TV. Keep in mind, I have a two-year-old, so going to movies is usually a challenge. Okay, Netflix. my number six, uh, I'm going to keep, keep with industry shit and bore people to death uh, while you do fun movies, is chatbots. Kind of going back to the mobile growth um, of how to apply via mobile, you know, chatbots sort of, you know, succeeded in the, the cross between mobile and apply because the growth of mobile and the growth of chat and messaging uh, was was irrefutable. However, 
how do you apply via mobile became something that companies try to fix. And particularly when you talk to uh, you know the guys at Paradox, chatting on a phone is akin to basically applying online. But instead of uploading your resume, it's more in the form of a conversation. Job seekers like them because they actually get to interact. They don't feel like they're being dumped into a black companies. Employers enjoy them because it saves time and energy and money. Um, not answering the same questions over and over. And obviously, vendors are profiting from this trend. I don't see chatbots going anywhere in our industry. In fact, I think that they will probably be more and more omnipresent and more and more vendors will come out. I think ultimately in the near future, the first one will be acquired. I kind of laughed at the 100 million plus number, but yeah. I'm sort of coming around. Yes. And from an acquisition standpoint with like the Mayas and the Alios of the world getting anywhere from 30 to 60 million, it's definitely going to have to be north of 100 million. Yeah. Yeah. Or they're going out of business and I don't see that happening. Yeah. That's where you'll see the companies like the the talk push of the world or the, even some of the little smaller like guys who knows <laughs> um they were they'll, they'll be able to i think they'll be much faster movers yeah some are very well positioned so number seven going to go this isn't too much of a limb this is pretty easy uh back in 2012 the avengers came out <laughs> okay and 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 they wouldn't have been something that i actually thought about if this year endgame didn't come out uh to be able to go all the way through that that whole saga uh it just made it that much of a that a foundational movie because of everything that it produced moving moving forward and by the way no one likes a good superhero movie like chad sowash that's right and any of those that make your top five list has got to be pretty good because you've seen all of them multiple times. And Julie's a new fan too. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Uh, so my number seven, um, sort of piggybacking on chatbots, uh, programmatic advertising. Yeah. Um, you know, the the we remember the days of like, okay, what job boards are we going to use? What budget for each? Negotiating uh, contracts for every job board. Uh, who's better for what? Yada, yada, yada. Um, it was a really archaic process back in the day mm -hmm. to post jobs. Um, and marketing definitely set the tone in terms of how they programmatic, programmatically uh, put ads online and what sites and the budgets and uh, cost per click and cost per acquisition. And that business model was destined to make its way into the job posting business. And we've seen it happen. Uh, obviously, we've talked on the show extensively around the programmatic fire sale <laughs> that's been going on. Uh, AppCast, AppCast started the party, $7,500 million, depending on who you listen to in terms of acquisition. Uh, we've seen five or six uh, in mm -hmm. addition to them in the last year or so also be acquired. Uh, we're destined to see Jovio, PandoLogic, JobAdX, um, all these others get acquired. We're destined to see more drama around what data is being used, who's seeing what, who's buying whom, etc. So programmatic for sure was uh, was going to make my top 10 list um, for the year. And there you have it. Programmatic. There will be a big wave once an applicant tracking system buys a programmatic company. But there aren't many to buy. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so for you kids out there wanting to start a company, start a programmatic <laughs> advertising solution. Number eight, Blackfish. So uh, this was a, a documentary yeah. that, uh, that uh, again, it was one of the many that made us think deeper and harder about the shit that 
we found fun and cool. Shamu, right? Oh, Shamu was always fun. Mm-hmm. We grew up. We went to SeaWorld. Hell, we both grew up in Ohio. Hell, we went to SeaWorld in Aurora. I don't know how many times I went to see Shamu, but to be able to, to really see the dark kind of like underbelly of what's going on, not just with this flick, but also with documentaries or series like Dirty Money, uh, the Explained series on Netflix, mm-hmm. um, the the new, you know, if you're into the, the health segment, there are so many of these rotten, uh, the game changers, those types. Content is everywhere. And this type of documentary slash series content is pretty amazing. Blackfish was was fantastic. And for stockholders of SeaWorld, it was a huge wake up call to get the hell out of the stock because I think it just totally tanked in the years following that movie. And the business was transformed uh, forever because of it. Yeah. No more Shamu. All right. Number eight. Uh, I've got Indeed. Okay. Indeed didn't buy Glassdoor. I mean, semantics. Okay. Yeah. Recruit Holdings, Indeed's company, uh, parent company bought Glassdoor. But let's be honest, it was to combine the two. Uh, to create essentially a moat or hopefully create a moat for the onslaught of Google for job price tag, which they actually did talk about was I think 1.5 or $6 billion. Mm -hmm. It was a huge acquisition for a site that's basically user generated uh, reviews on companies. Um, But it's been, uh, you talk about transparency, Glassdoor and Indeed in terms of their their reviews have been huge on employer branding, companies being conscientious about how they treat workers. Yeah, Indeed, Glassdoor partnering up through Recruit Holdings to me was uh, one of the most newsworthy things that happened in the last 10 years from a lot of different perspectives. Nice. So on to number nine, the number nine. the social network dropped in 2010. Uh, dude, it, it was, I thought it was fascinating to see pretty much how a, a company like Facebook, at least in a story way, in a storied way, was built. And uh, it was, from my standpoint, it, it, it wouldn't have probably been in my top 10 if I'm not anticipating volume two with Cambridge Analytica and those types of things, right? So I think there's something right. more to be said. This story is definitely not over. You know, I, I live one of those, a quote from that movie um, every day, and it was, dating you is like dating a Stairmaster. <laughs> and that's sort of like doing a podcast with Chad Sowash. It's sort of like being on a, a Stairmaster all the time. <laughs> all right. Number nine for me. Uh, these last two are easy. Uh, Google gets in uh, headfirst, dives in into our industry. Um, and arguably that was the tsunami uh, that that nobody wanted <laughs> that was making money off of job postings and everything else. Google launched uh, a job board or job site, essentially an Indeed for Google, if you will. Job aggregation called Google for Jobs. They launched a job search API. Uh, that counts, you know, over 4,000 companies and job boards using their technology to search uh, for postings on their site. Um, they launched an ATS, which they have since uh, sunset to the uh, the happiness and gladness of a lot of ATSs out there. But there's no doubt that when Google got into this game, it was big. It continues to be big. Uh, talking to Colin Day uh, at iSims, you know, 
Google just marches on as a source for traffic. I believe you said a year or so ago, it would have been at number six or seven for most companies. Today, it's a solid third place in terms of driving traffic to iSIM's clients. Google, for sure, uh, made the top 10 list in terms of the decade's most intriguing news. Yeah. And I think what will fuel some of uh, Google's popularity is uh, the hatred for Indeed. Mm Mm-hmm. Number 10, I have a Jordan Peele duo um, because Mm -hmm. the dude is genius. And both the movies that he's put out, Get Out in 2017 and Us in 2019, I thought were spectacular. They they really looked at horror movies in an entirely different way. I thought it was I, I thought they were both amazing. So my wife went to the she didn't go to the movies, but she was near a movie and there was a line out the door, which you don't see a lot anymore. You know, growing up the right. Star Wars is and you know, there were there were certain movies where people waited out. But the, the, there was a line and she was just really curious, like, why in the world is there a line? There's no Disney movie out this week, there's no well, whatever it was, and it was right. get out. Yeah, And she had never really even heard of it. And I had never heard of it. There was no big marketing blitz for this movie. It was a great movie. It organically took over. It was sort of like a Blair Witch sort of thing where the folklore around it and the, the buzz was just so much that the thing the thing grew out of control. The second movie I liked a little less, but I could see where you, you would pair the two and, and make that a combo deal because they were both exceptional. And I will see them again. (laughs) (laughs) So number one for me, it's obvious. uh, You could probably tell me what it is. It's Microsoft buying LinkedIn. Ding, ding, ding. $26 billion. Totally, uh, totally crashed the whole system. Cats and dogs living together. Uh, this, This thing set off huge amounts of money to come into our industry and startups. It, it, got Google's attention to get in. It got Facebook's attention to get in. Valuations of companies in our space went through the roof. Um, George LaRock has a job because of it, uh, (laughs) tracking all the money that's going into this thing. LinkedIn was already a juggernaut uh, in terms of recruiter, resource, budget. You know, now it's teamed up with Microsoft. We're just starting to see the power of those two and what it can mean in terms of the office suite, sourcing, job posting more and more, finding candidates. I mean, to me, this is the 800-pound gorilla. And, you know, I drink the Kool-Aid like nobody's business. And I will probably continue to drink the Kool-Aid through 2020 to 2029. Uh, and they'll probably make make my top 10 list when we're talking about this in 10 years, assuming you and I can get along for that long and <laughs> And still have a podcast. <laughs> and off of that, we are interested to see whether SCOTUS will accept LinkedIn's high Q case, right? Uh, taking it from, yep. well, I think it's the, the, yeah, the ninth circuit. Um, so that that is also something that's interesting from a, a data perspective, which again, will uh, probably, it might be on the prediction show. Who knows? Who knows? Well, Chad, dude, it's been a fun year. It's been a fun decade. Only as only the podcast has been around for two plus years of that. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited for 2020 and beyond. And uh, we out. Let's do this. We out. Thank you for listening to what's it called? The podcast. The Chad. The cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout-outs of people you don't even know, and yet you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. 
Not one. Cheddar. Blue. Nacho. Pepper Jack. Swiss. So many cheeses. And not one word. So weird. Anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chatcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out! How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.